Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Let's continue to clap and worship the Lord. Thank you, God, for the word that you have given us today, God. Thank you for your goodness and your mercy. We give you glory and we give you honor and we give you praise, God. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Give honor to Bishop Jackson. Thank you, God, for Bishop Jackson. Amen. Amen. You may be seated. Just yesterday, I was reading that passage that Pastor Brent ended with in Luke, the 10th chapter. And there's something else that jumped out to me at the end as I was going to the next verse, the next place to read. The thought came to my mind is, though it would not be taken from her, she could choose to get up and leave the feet of Jesus and allow duty and responsibility, expectations from others, herself, to step away to do something that seemed worthy but yet leave the feet of Jesus. It was her choice. She could have chosen to walk away. And we are constantly confronted with choices as to where we're going to go and how we're going to line up. On a daily basis, we have choices to make. God will not constrain you to sit at His feet. He will not make you sit at His feet, but He will offer it. He will extend His hand. He will extend His voice. And it's up to you and it's up to me to answer that call, to respond to Him favorably. And if we don't, He'll knock. He's at the door knocking, but if we don't open the door, it won't be open. But He is knocking. He is knocking and He is calling. What is your choice today with the word that God is giving forth to you in this place? And not just today, but every time we come into the house of God. What do you choose to do with the word of God that is placed in your hands? You may be seated. I was hearing... Pastora Ruth Jackson say to us, and she's not the only one, Bishop has said the same, that the word that goes forth from this place, we're responsible for. We're responsible for that word. And it was illustrated to me because just recently I missed some days on vacation from being in San Antonio. And I went back and I was listening to the service. And there was a word at the end of that service on that Wednesday that caused me to change the way I would pray. And if I had not logged in, if I hadn't taken time out of my day to listen to the Word of God, I would have missed what was said and I would have missed God's direction for me because I haven't heard that said before. I could have passed on and not paid any attention to it because I didn't listen. I didn't choose. I didn't choose to make that sacrifice of time. I didn't choose to make that sacrifice to say, you know what? 
I'm going to say no to some other things because I need to say yes to something else and say yes to the voice of God. The choices we make are profound. They have a profound impact on your life. I'm going to give you some examples, and I will be brief because I don't want to bore you, but you know that I have mentioned to you that uh, I was diagnosed with diabetes. It's like a 1.5. It's not really 2. It's not really 1. There is a low amount of insulin being developed. And I chose to, I made a choice. I don't like this medication. I don't like how it affects me. I don't like what I hear about it. So I need to handle this a different way. And so I chose to handle it by lifestyle and diet. said, I've got to make some changes or I'm going to need to take the medication. And not everybody is in the same place on this. I'm just giving this as an example, and there's no condemnation or judgment. Please understand that. Uh, Our health is a very complex thing sometimes, and there are so many things going on in us and our environment and our genetics. There's a lot of unknowns, and there's a lot of guidance we need. So there's no condemnation. But I do know that since I made that choice, I had to start saying no to a lot of things. I had to sit down at the table and say, well, I really like that, but I can't do that. I really want to eat this, but I can't do it. Or I'm going to eat this, a little piece of this, because I know I'm planning on getting on the treadmill, and I know I've got to put in some time to compensate for my choice. I've got to do something to overcome what I just took into my body. If I, if I didn't do that, then I would notice the blood sugars were going up, and then that affects everything in your body. Uh, for those of you that know anything about diabetes, it is a factor in the top 10 causes of death. You find that in the CDC. The top 10. And so that's how critical it was that I make a choice to determine what I would eat and what I would not eat. And trust me, I say a lot, I say no a lot more than I say yes. And I'm okay with that. And at first it was difficult, but as time has worn on and I see that slice of this or that piece of this or what I liked before, I know what it's going to do to me and the struggle isn't worth it. It's not worth engaging in that thing because I know what it's going to do to me and I know if I don't do something about it, it will cause problems and inflammation and other issues in my body. So I make a choice to say no because it's not worth trying to overcome it in the natural. I learned that for the Holy Ghost in this, I think this is the word for us. We need a spiritual application of it, but listen to this. You... You and I cannot medicate our way out of the need to make a lifestyle change. You can't argue and say, well, I don't want to do those things. I'm just going to take medication and it's going to get me over the hump. I'm just going to take this thing out of the bottle because I don't want to change this piece of my life, so I'll just deal with it with a medication. 
And so we cannot, and I learned this the hard way, you cannot medicate your way out of the need to make a change. Whether that's diet or exercise or whatever, I'm not here to get into that detail, but just to say we cannot medicate our way out of that need. And nor can you, for those of you that take supplements, I do, you cannot supplement your way out of a need to make a lifestyle change. It comes down to your choices. And in the natural, it comes down to what you allow to go in your mouth or the movement that you take. The choices we make have an eternal impact on your life. The choices you make to hear the Word of God to heed the Word of God, to listen to the Word of God, to seek to understand the Word of God, to obey the Word of God, have an eternal impact on your life. We can't come and hear the Word of God and say, that sounded good, but you know, I got distracted and I'm off doing something else, or I've forgotten that Word and I didn't apply it. Maybe they'll say it next time I'm there. Maybe they'll say it next Wednesday. Maybe something will happen next Sunday. Maybe I can come to church and get my fix because in between those church days, I'm just waiting for the next fix. Just waiting for the next time I can go to the medicine cabinet and get what I need because in between the service times, the choice wasn't made to make the change. I hope this is really... A challenging word, I hope it's coming across right and not with condemnation. Because I'm the last one that's going to stand before you and condemn you. If you knew my story, you would ask Bishop why he had me up here. And that's between you and the man of God. (laughs) But I know that by God's grace, I stand here. And I think you also can testify to the same thing that is the grace of God that brings us into this house. It is by the grace of God that He ministers to our need, that He provides for us, that He has saved us. Not by anything that we have done, but by our response to His voice, our response to His call. I have a testimony I want to leave. I'm watching the clock, and sometimes it can't go fast enough, and sometimes it goes too fast. This is the first, not the latter. A couple months ago, I went to my endocrinologist, and they brought my attention to one of the many tests they ran, and they really hadn't focused on it before. And finally, it got to the number, got low enough. It's called the EGFR. Uh, if you had your kidneys checked out, you know what that is. That is a, a measure as to the efficiency and the filtration uh, per minute, uh, per uh, body surface, like area of your skin, your body type race. There's a lot of factors that go into that. And mine was dropping, 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 which is not a good thing. And so it was dropping to the point that I went in earlier this year and they said, you look like you could be at stage three kidney failure. It's not a good thing. It means you still have some function, but probably less than 60% or less. I forget the number. 
it's not a good thing because of some things that were showing up in the blood work. And after getting over my aggravation with them that we didn't talk about this earlier, and and I'm not going back to that doctor, but I still knew I needed to pursue this. And, And I mentioned this to Bishop. I said, Bishop, they're saying I may have stage three kidney failure. Please pray. He said he would. We really didn't talk a lot about it in depth. And I got ready to go to the kidney specialist um, went in, had the test run. When I came back about two to three weeks later, and I want to tell you this, God touched those kidneys. God ministered to this body and healed these kidneys. Whereas before there was protein in the test that they gave me, there was no protein when I went in later. And I'm not an expert on the kidneys, and I've tried to do what I can to study, but I will tell you this, God is a healer. And what you see that can't be touched and can't be healed, God made you, and there is no challenge for my God to heal your body of whatever it is that you face and you deal with. God is faithful. God is faithful. And there's nothing that you face that He cannot heal you of or bring you through. Amen? And I'm going to give glory to God right now for what He has done. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Maybe seated. What they tell you about your kidneys is that once they start to decline, they don't turn around and get better. They generally just continue to decline. And so it's a manage, you manage your, your way to failure, complete failure. And I didn't want to see that. My father had dealt with that in his latter years. He was in his 80s. I'm not there. You look like it, but I'm not there. And I didn't want to get there because I saw the difficulty. I saw the hardship. I saw what it did to him. I saw that, and I thought, I don't want to go there. I'm willing to make whatever change I need to make, whatever change. There was nothing that was going to be off the table. Everything was there for consideration, even medication. I was willing to do whatever it took to be whole, to be well. Whatever. Didn't matter. Inconvenience me, that's fine. Pass up a slice of mom's pecan pie. That's a loss. That's a hard thing. But I was willing to do that because I was serious about it. And I knew I had to be because it wasn't just going to happen. It wasn't just going to take place unless I was willing to apply myself to the process and learn and educate and do whatever I could to make sure I didn't wind up in that place. But I knew it was going to take the hand of God. But I also knew I was willing to do what I needed to do until that time. 
I stand before you. I don't know where I am as far as being healed of diabetes, but I do know what God said about that condition. The word was given to me and approved the handmaiden, prophet, bishop. I've got enough verification that it's going to happen. I'm not questioning whether it's going to happen. My only thought is when. Will it be instant? Well, it wasn't, so it must be over a period of time. But I'm not questioning the word. I do know that I need to do everything within my part to take care of this flesh until that healing comes. So again, it was everything on the table, everything for consideration. Take it away, change it, but I must be submitted to the process to be ready for the healing. And in my walk with God, I must be willing to make every change that God calls for me to make in order to be right with Him. Because when all of this is over, I do not want to be one of those who stand before Him and He says, I don't know you. I don't know you. Depart from me. There is no hope. There is not a second chance. There is not a do-over at that point. It is done. It is finished. We like our do-overs. We like our extensions. We like, hey, can I do that assignment again? Can I get a tax exemption? Can I do this? Can I extend the time? But at that time, if that is said to you, I don't know you, there's not another option. You don't come back as somebody else and get a do-over. You'd forget everything anyway. I had to do it over. There is no do-over. When this life is over and you have ceased to breathe, there is no electrical pulses in your body. The air is gone. You've breathed your last breath. And you lay there. It's done. It's done. Every chance, every opportunity that God has given you to hear His Word is past. can't go back. You can't plead. There'll be people pleading. That is going to be a pitiful day for some people. It is a tragic day, and it's not tragic like something would happen to you health-wise here on this life, in this life. It's not like that. You go to a doctor, you change some things, you try to improve your health. That's not going to be like that. There's no medicine you can take to, to come back from him saying, I don't know you. You could be in this house sitting on the pew and fail to heed the word of God and fail to obey the word of God. And you'll be one of those, sadly, tragically, where he says, I don't know you. You sat in a house, you heard the word of God, you heard the preached word of God, but you chose not to do anything with it. What do you do in that day? Well, I'll tell you what I hope to hear, what I desire to hear, what I endeavor to hear, and I'm willing to do whatever in this life it takes to hear from Him. Well done. Thy good and faithful servant. Are you willing to make whatever change that God calls you to make so that you may hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. 
Nothing in this life is going to carry over with you into the next. Nothing. Your car you take care of or don't take care of, it stays here. Your house stays here. Your promotion stays here. Your job stays here. Everything that's in your bank, every investment you've ever made, it stays here. Every relationship, every influence, everything you've ever done in this life, it will not carry over. Nothing that I invest in in this life, if that's outside the Word and it's not in obedience to the Word of God, it can be even things that are casual and aren't sinful uh, in that bucket of entertainment of your life, but it can keep you from hearing Him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. What is your choice? Are you willing to say everything is on the table? It's not negotiable. It's on the table to be kicked off, to be thrown to the side, to be dumped, to be put away with. Why? Because church, saints, you know this. You've heard this. Nothing is worth missing him. Nothing is worth missing him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant. If you want to hear him say, well done, thy good and faithful servant, why don't you lift your hands? Why don't you cry out to him? Why don't you take just a moment to pray and say that to him? Voice it to him. Don't just think it. Open your mouth and say it. Say it and mean it. And if there's something that's holding on to you, something you don't want to put to the side, then ask Him to help you with that, and He will. He will help you say no to what you need to say no to. He will help you say yes to what you need to say yes to. But it is a choice that ultimately you and I make. Let's cry out to Him right now in the name of Jesus.